Would you like to become a fascinating personality, break free from plateaus and gain power over your mental resources and your full potential? You came to the right place. Welcome to a magical journey to yourself. This show is made in Germany. If you like the show, please subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or PureMindMagic.club. Welcome to Season 1, Shaping Your Reality. And here is your host, international magician, speaker, and book author, Victoria Mavis. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Pure Mind Magic. And today we have a very special episode because my guest is from San Diego, the famous James Joy Jr., also known as the Attract Money Guru. I have read a couple of his fascinating books about how to attract money with your mind using mind power, and he is very interesting, and I'm so happy that I could bring him in here on my podcast, and he's now live with me. Welcome, James. Well, thank you, Victoria. Thank you very much. Uh, and it's really nice to be here. Great. So it's very interesting, the topic we are talking today. And I would like to just jump in right away. And maybe we start with you. When there are people outside that didn't hear of you now, what is the best to tell them about you and what your profession, your work, your focus is. Right. Well, I am basically a metaphysical author, and I'll be, I'll be getting ready to uh, publish my 10th book soon. Uh, two of my books are on song lyrics. I'm also a, a budding uh, songwriter, so I have two books for my lyrics. And uh, I first got into this uh, subject matter uh, at a young age, uh, in my very early 20s, and so it's really been my life ever since. And I first published uh, my first book, How to Attract Money Using Mind Power, 10 years ago uh, in uh, 2007, so more than 10 years now. And it, uh, I did take it out of print for a while, and I've recently republished it, though, and a bunch of new books. And so I'm just really uh, passionate about teaching people uh, how to use their minds to attract money because I think money is one of the most important ingredients of a successful uh, life in modern day uh, society and with enough money it frees us up it gives us the time the energy the resources to do everything else we want to do spiritual endeavors or art or the things that we really love to do and so that's why I'm, I'm so passionate I, I'm very spiritually oriented in my writings um, but with a uh, very practical edge, a very uh, manifesting type of, uh, of a focus, because I think that spirituality uh, is great. But if we can't also take care of our physical needs, then I think there's something lacking. So I like to teach people how to have a balance, but how to be very successful uh, in their, you know, their material lives as well. I think that's important. Yeah, that is so true, because I think often people are on the one side or on the other side and it's very important to combine both sides like having money and being spiritual so then you're on the right track there and I think also that money is energy can you say something about that 
Well, money is energy. And really, uh, the quantum physicists and the mystics would, would tell us that everything is energy. And so money, even more so, because it's, you know, in modern day society, sure, there's a few worthless pieces of paper and coins around that mostly don't have any, you know, real uh, precious metals in them anymore or anything. But most of the money that we think exists doesn't even exist in physical form. It's just an idea. It's just an agreement. It's just uh, numbers on somebody's bank statement, you know, or credit card balance. And so we, you know, everything in life is energy, especially so money in modern day life. And so we are with our minds, we're always attracting to us uh, either good or bad when it comes to money, either lack or abundance. And it's the energy that we emanate that then draws back the energy and coalesces the energy of money uh, where we either open up the floodgates to allow it to flow in or where we set up certain kinds of bar barriers that will not only keep money from us, but even tend to pull money out of us that that we have, you know, things coming up that, you know, your car breaks down and stuff. And so it's a, it's a very important understanding that, as you said, you know, the energy of money, money is energy. Everything is energy. And when we learn how to use our minds properly, we can make the energy of money flow in a way that will bring that physical uh, agreement or that representation of what we all agree is money into our lives, into our bank account and into our wallets and purses. And um, and I, I like that you you mentioned about the spiritual angle also, because uh, some people think that it's not spiritual to want more money. And I like to tell people, well, is it spiritual to want to buy your children good shoes that fit them right every time their feet grow a little more? Is it spiritual to have a roof over your head and good transportation that's safe? And this and that. And so even people who think, you know, they're they're embarrassed about wanting more money because they, then they think they won't be spiritual. I think they quickly see that the, the two are not mutually exclusive. You can be an extremely spiritual person and also an extremely wealthy person at the same time. And there's no conflict there. And I think it also has to do with uh, self-worth. Like how you're treating yourself. Right, right. I do have a tra uh, in my book, How to Attract Money Using My Power, I do have a chapter on self-image. And it's very important. The, the self-image, uh, which is basically our assessment of our self-worth, it's how we think and feel about ourselves. It's the image, literally, that we hold of ourselves. That will either hold us back or it will allow us to excel. And so we, we really do need the self-image of a person who is capable of attracting into our lives and handling the money it is that we want, but also that we are um, people that are deserving of having it. See, a lot of, you know, uh, so many stories of lottery winners who lose all of their money within a few short years. And a big part of that is they do not have the self-image of a person that has that much money and that it deserves to have that much money, is worthy of it. And so they, they go on a rampage, really. They don't realize it, but they really they try to get rid of that money as fast as they can because it becomes uncomfortable. But uh, I do quote 160 uh, other books in my book. And uh, the chapter of self-image, uh, self I open the chapter with this quote. It's from John K. Williams, The Wisdom of Your Subconscious Mind from 1964. And he wrote, your present situation, be it one of prosperity or poverty, of sickness or health, of social confidence and social acceptance, or 
Oh, of self-confidence and social acceptance or frustration and failure is an exact reflection of your self-image. So that's pretty clear there. What we think and feel about ourselves, the image we have of ourselves, is what basically going to dictate our abilities, our standing in life, how other people view us, what we're able to you know, manifest and not manifest. So much of that comes back to the self-image. Now, I will add in that the, the metaphysical techniques – um, that I teach and others teach are very powerful. And even without uh, improving your self-image, you can definitely attract more money. But to consistently do it and to have it be done in a good way and to be able to hold on to it and increase your net worth over time, that in that case, you, you really, you know, the self-image should not be um, neglected. And I do teach people how to kind of assess what it is now and then how to improve it. And it's basically the same metaphysical techniques that we use to attract money are actually the same techniques that we can use to improve the self-image itself. So it's, it's quite a, uh, it's like a seamless process. It has many angles to it, but everything, there's kind of like a unifying whole to the, to the whole philosophy as I teach it. All right. Yeah, that brings me to a quote I took from your book. I really loved the book from you, The Ten Metaphysical Secrets of Manifesting Money. And there was a sentence where you wrote, if you want to be, say, a person who has $100,000 in the bank, you must now be a person who has $100,000 in the bank. And I think this is what you meant with the self-image. But do you have a technique for our listeners where to start? What would you do to improve the self-image? Right. And uh, yeah, that's a great, great quote from the, the 10 Metaphysical Secrets book. And uh, it has a profound um, uh, insight into metaphysics, really, or the true nature of reality, because everything is created in mind first. And in the in the realm of energy and mind and thoughts, that's where everything's created, and then they appear here. So we need to create it there, or if we want to be a rich person, we need to be a rich person first in our minds, and then it appears here. And that's how, uh, as far as tying that into the self-image, that goes right along with starting to see ourselves and believe ourselves as people who are you know, um, capable in whatever it is our endeavors are, who are capable of attracting uh, money that can handle it well, that are good with money. In other words, if, you know, some people say, well, I'm no good with money. Well, they're programming, that's their self-image, but they're reprogramming that in and strengthening that. And a big one is we want to start to understand that uh, we are worthy of having the money because that that's a big um, a stumbling block for some people. So the self-image is really not only for just our money and finances, but really the self-image is, is the ground floor of our entire lives, our, our whole lives of who we are as as we appear to be, you know, these people uh, with a name and a body and a history of where we were born and how old we are, even though that's not the true us, that's not our spiritual self. It's kind of an illusion, really. Um, but the image we have of that person will dictate how we can um, interface with the rest of the world, how the rest of the world sees us and how much of the good things in life we're able to attain for ourselves. So much of that really does go back to the self-image. And I think some some people who are into metaphysics and mind power, law of attraction, they might 
not give the self-image as much attention as it really deserves. And that's why that's one of the reasons why they they don't get the wonderful um, results they'd like to get. You know, people complain, well, it doesn't seem to work that well, or sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Well, part of it could be their self-image. There's other things, too. But a big part of it is definitely self-image. Yes, and I can relate to that as a magician uh, when you say you have to be it before you can see it. So when I'm creating illusions, I have to design it in my mind in every detail before it will be on stage. And you also wrote in your book that you create it in the unseen and it is as real as what shows up in the scene. So very interesting. And do you think that a lot of people do have blocks about attracting money or whatever in their life related to their self-image? Yes. Yes. Uh, it's it's self-image and it's also just the mass programming um, of what people are capable of, you know, because the kind of the mass programming is really that there's there's all this there's all these other there's billions of people out there and there's governments and businesses and and there's the big guys that really call the shots and then there's things that we're at the effect of which are the economy and business cycles and who we know how much money we have what connections we have what our educational level is all of those things uh are, have to do with our world view in a way, but they also have to do with and affect our uh, self-image. So a lot of that does come back to just how we view ourselves. And in some of the book, like uh, you mentioned that it, the it's uh, I wrote in there that it's as real as you know the physical, the thought of the thing. But it, in some of the books there, I make the case that it's actually more real, and the thought of the thing is actually more real than the thing. And the way I like to illustrate that is that the thought of a thing, let's say a thousand dollars or whatever ten thousand dollars someone wants to have, the thought of the ten thousand dollars is actually more real than the ten thousand dollars when they get it because the thought of the ten thousand dollars, and first of all, that's where everything is created, like I, I went to before. The thought of the thing is the thing, and the proof of this in my mind is that the thought. And the image of the $10,000 can exist before the actual $10,000 exists, before we get a bank statement that shows us we have $10,000 in it. It absolutely exists before the money's actually in the bank. But the opposite cannot be said, that the money in the bank can exist without the thought that gave rise to it and without the thought that supports it. Indeed, if we start thinking that we're going to lose our money and we're not supporting in our mind that we have $10,000 in the bank, the money will, will disappear. It will go out one way or another. So that's, that's a deep metaphysical understanding for a lot of people. But it really is true that everything is created somewhere else and then we – we end up seeing it here if we hold on to the thought um, long enough. And uh, let me think for one moment here. Uh, yeah, I just uh, was looking through the book today a little bit before the interview. And here's a uh, quote from um, the chapter on Think End Results, which is chapter six. And it's from uh, Paramahansa Yogananda. He wrote a, a little book, tiny little book, really. It's called The Law of Success. That was published in 1944. 
And he wrote, if you cling to a certain thought with dynamic willpower, it finally assumes a tangible outward form. And that's really a big part of what mind power is about. We decide what it is we want. We decide uh, what kind of person, ideally, some people leave this step out, but ideally, we're uh, talking a little bit about the self-image again. Ideally, we, uh, have the, we hold on to the image of what it is we want, but also of the type of person we want to be and would need to be to be able to have what it is we want. And we, like, like it says in the quote here, cling to a certain thought with dynamic willpower. And it finally assumes a tangible outward form. And that's a large part of mind power. And, uh, you know, is thinking about the end results that we want to attain and also what, of what we want to be. We hold on to those thoughts and we, it just moves us closer to them and things out in the world start to happen that, uh, will help to bring our visions to fruition. And that's, uh, the great power of mind power really is that it's not only limited to our own abilities and, and tactics and actions, but out there in the world, people's thoughts and feelings, uh, events, conditions, circumstances, everything starts to morph in a way that it has to, to bring your visions into fruition. And that's that's a big step for some people to understand that their minds really have an effect out there and that it makes things happen out there. And that's what makes it so powerful. But it can be powerful for good or bad, depending on if we're optimistic or pessimistic, depending on if we have good uh, self-image or bad self-image and things of that nature. So it's to me, it's not an option to use mind power or not. Everybody uses mind power every day of their entire lives. Everybody is thinking, feeling, having images and speaking words. And that's the, the basic stuff that goes in to make up their lives. That's mind power. That's that's how we uh, apply mind power. And we're doing it all the time anyway. But most people don't understand it. So when we understand that and then when we learn a few techniques of how to do it more so we get more of what we want and less than what we don't want, it's a completely different life uh, financially and in all ways. Yes, absolutely true, James. And this is where I wanted to start because I think that this theme is very complex. So can you put what mind power is in some clear words to really break it down? Certainly. Well, the the mind is really what is our tool that we have to live our lives. I mean, without the mind, there's nothing. And, you know, power is basically the ability to do something. It's, you know... Um, It's like an intrinsic uh, thing that's uh, possible. Actually, let me – I was trying to think of – I'm going to look up uh, power uh, definition real quick here. Uh, and it's the ability to do something or act in a particular way, especially as a faculty or a quality. That's the word I was looking for, faculty. It's really a faculty that we have, uh, mind power. But it's – unless we use it – in productive ways, then we don't get productive uh, results. And uh, for the average person, what they really need to know is that when they're thinking 
when they're having emotions, when there's images in our minds, and when they're talking, which all four of those things we do all day long every day, that's when they're actually using mind power. And mind power, see, through our subconscious minds, and this is why mind power is, is so powerful, because it's not just our conscious mind, it's our subconscious mind. And the subconscious mind is like a automatic mechanism. And it doesn't know about right or wrong. It doesn't make judgment calls. It doesn't know if something's wanted or unwanted, helpful or harmful. You know, it, all it knows is what we are leading it to believe exists by the words and the images and the, and the feelings and things. And so, but our subconscious minds are connected with the universal subconscious. In other words, there's one field of consciousness and the mystics have always talked about that, but now the quantum physicists are, are is, you know, they're saying the same thing. They're validating the, the mystics after all these thousands of years. Cutting edge science is validating everything that they've been saying. Um, and that's why our, the, the mind power itself is such an awesome force because our subconscious minds are connected, really one with the universal subconscious, which is connected to every single other person's mind on the entire planet. So when we're thinking things, you know, people call it synchronicity. You know, you think about something and then all of a sudden that, that person calls you if you think about a person or you think about a thing and the next day you you find an article that's about that exact thing. This is not – it's called synchronicity and it is synchronicity, but it's it's mind power behind the scenes. So there's really no area of life, human life, that we can talk about that is outside the realm of mind power. Really, everything is mind power. Very good, James. Uh, maybe do you have a tip how to train mind power? Is there something we can do every day, like a workout, like a workout for the mind? Right. Well, really, it's um, what I like to tell people is that mind power is not really a like a hobby to me. It's more of a um, a way of life. And if people look at it like that, then they can understand there are there are practices, exercises, techniques that they can do and should do, but they shouldn't take the place of. Uh, just constantly understanding and being aware that our minds are creating all the time. I mean, right now I'm sitting here and I'm having thoughts. Uh, I'm talking about this interview, but, you know, other thoughts come in and whatever I think of, whatever I image, whatever we discuss, that's going into the subconscious mind and it's it's going to try to become real. And so people can can understand that uh, from when they open their eyes in the morning, they should be aware that if they're thinking negatively about things they don't want, they're attracting those things to them and things like that. Uh, but there's very simple things like uh, in Chapter uh, 10 uh, is on affirmations. And so we come up with uh, basically uh, I don't I don't you know, you can use as many as you want. And uh, but I don't myself use a whole lot. I, I'd rather take a few that kind of like if I get this, if this affirmation comes true, then that I don't even have to have affirmations for all those other things, because if I haven't this one comes true, then those other things are handled, that kind of thing, because my power, one important thing about it is focus. And so so people can come up with a simple affirmation, you know, um, like uh, uh, many years ago, uh, decades ago. Uh, our household was $10,000 in credit card debt, and I came up with one simple affirmation, um, and that is all of my credit cards are completely paid off. And uh, within a, a four- to six-week period, 
we received a gift for ten thousand dollars a, a wow. gift for exactly $10,000. When someone actually heard about the debt, they had just come into a lot of money and they wrote a check for that. And so people can use uh, simple affirmations like, you know, mine was all of my credit card, uh, all of my credit cards are completely paid off. Another one could be, I have X amount of money in the bank, or I am so happy and grateful that I have X amount of money in the bank or that I found a publisher for my book. And, and you know, you come up with these little short, concise statements uh, stating something you want to be true as if it's already true with no reference to how it became true. Uh, because you want to leave all the ways and means open. Um, and uh, so that's, that's a, you know, that's one of my favorite metaphysical techniques. It's so easy to do, so easy. But the, the ramifications and the results from it are, can be so massive and sometimes in a short amount of time because we keep repeatedly putting that thought. It's we're reconditioning our subconscious minds through the power of the repeated suggestion. Um, and so, and then of course, there's visualization where you can relax, uh, put yourself in a relaxed state, close your eyes, be where you won't be disturbed, and just imagine what uh, you know the things that you would like to see come about, come about. And um, if I turn to, I'm going to turn to the um, chapter on visualization, um, and. Um, this is from Adelaide Bry and Marjorie Baer, Visualization Directing the Movies of Your Mind, 1978. Through our inner images, our mind is causing what happens to us all the time. Whatever we experience in our lives is the direct result of those images. So certainly it's good to do formal visualization where you relax and close your eyes and things. But I want people to know that that does not take the place. That doesn't you know, help you if the rest of the time you're thinking about things you don't want. You're having all these other images. People should understand we're always having images. If I say refrigerator, everybody that's listening to us, including you and me, we just had a, uh, you know, either our own refrigerator or a basic refrigerator or our childhood refrigerator, something came to our minds. So we're always having images. And uh, so, that you know, those are a couple of things. The other thing is very big. And, and it's also very easy to do, but I, I coined the, the phrase, really, as the first time I've, uh, it was ever in print because I looked online, but it's called Speak As If, and I have a chapter on it, Speak As If, and it's the metaphysical technique that basically we always want to speak as if um, those financial circumstances we want to see come about either are now or will be reality, and that's that's the basis of it. And um, a great quote on that, uh, on that subject there, because I, I have eight quotes in every chapter uh, on the subject matter, is Julia Seaton from The Science of Success, 1914. If we listen to the words of the failure multitude, we will soon learn that by their words they are justified and condemned. So basically that's a, a, a nice way of saying, you know, what they think is what they get. And so, um, but then as far as daily practices, some people like, like to write down, uh, like me, I have a special notebook and I have, uh, right now I have three main, um, uh, affirmations that I actually write down. I don't get to it every single day, but I, my goal is to get into that notebook every day and I write those down while I'm saying them. And, uh, you know, one is professional, uh, a couple of two of them are professional and one is purely financial. That's another practice that people can do. Um, but just, you know, when you open your eyes first thing in the morning, just be grateful for the fact that you're still here. Gratitude has huge power. 
just be grateful that you're still here, that you have a bed to sleep in and that, a sa- you know, a safe place. You have uh, food in the refrigerator and things like that. So many things, as you know, uh, you've seen my books. It's a very far reaching, but it comes down to some basic, simple things. And mind power really is as much uh, an art as it is a science. So it's not just about the techniques and just do this ABC. It's each person will find what works best for them and they'll give more. Some people like affirmation more than visualization. For some people, it's the opposite. And we kind of really design our own daily um uh, not even rituals, really. Just we we redefine ourselves and we we remake the way we live our lives moment to moment, and that's really the essence of of what I call the mind power way. Really, you know, living uh, life uh, using mind power as a way of life. So that was the interview today, part one with the attract money guru, James Joey. Junior. I really love his books and you should definitely check them out. I also hope that you found some great inspiration today, maybe something you can apply in your own life right away and something that inspires you maybe around his last words about being grateful for everything you have already to stay in that vibration, that frequency to attract more of good things, of things you really want to your life. When you like the episode, please be so kind and find one person on your social network and recommend it to them. I don't ask you to share it with everyone, just pick one person you think that content about manifesting money can really help them at that particular moment in their lives. Thank you for doing that and I'm looking forward to connect with you again on part two from the interview with James Joey Jr. and we are talking more about the metaphysical secrets about how to tra- attract money and he will also share more insights from his personal story and how He manifested a lot of money very easily in his life. So keep tuned in. That's all for today. My name is Victoria Mavis. You're listening to Pure Mind Magic. And until next time, create some magic.